Hey everybody, welcome to the show. First off, welcome to this double header weekend that we have going on. Uh, if you haven't listened, released on this very same day was the Anthony Yant podcast, but today I have a different guest, a very popular guest, a very much requested guest. And today's show is brought to you by Infinite Off-Road. Infinite Off-Road carries the world's best rock light kits for your full-size or side-by-side rig, for your boat, for your truck. I've literally seen them on everything, and every single time they have the widest, they have the brightest patterns known to man, and they include a pure white dedicated emitter. It's the only one on the market that actually has a white light and doesn't mix colors to get some kind of funky purple-red light-looking thing. All the competitors, I mean, honestly, between you and me, all the competitors are just cheap. They don't look as good. Uh, it's just not not what you want from uh, from your rock lights. And one of the best things about it is you'll never have to worry if they get damaged. Uh, Infinite Off Road offers a 25 year you break it, they fix it warranty, no questions asked. It covers accidental damage the whole nine yards. It's an end all be all for them. Um, that includes their light pods, their wheel rings, anything that's Infinite Off Road brand on their website is covered by that warranty. No questions asked, 25 years. That's a, that's a warranty that's not going to be matched by anybody else in the industry. Um, other things that they offer is suspension components, seats, doors, cages, everything you can imagine. They offer a really, really sweet cage from Wide Open Design, actually. Uh, the owner, Mike, runs it on his Razor, and it is just super unique. If you've ever wanted to see a really unique cage, go check out infiniteoffroad.com. And whenever you're checking out after your order of light whips or rock lights or lights or cages or doors or harnesses, whatever it may be, use code ROCKS, R-O-C-K-S, for 10% off your entire order. Another another shout out I have to give to is uh, my buddies over at All Things UTV, specifically Dustin Robbins, who is racing this weekend in the Ultra 4 Oklahoma race. Shout out to my man, good luck, in the uh, UTV class. But his business, All Things UTV, is great. Primarily, in my opinion, the thing that they shine the best for is their wheel and tire kits are blowout sale pricing. They just have some of the best deals. They come prepackaged. You don't have to do anything. Tires and wheels show up at your door for the lowest prices guaranteed. They also sell, and my favorite thing, my next upgrade, is going to be the RS1 diff swap. That comes with the diff, with the bracket. And for me, since I have a 1000 XP, I'll need the upgraded turbo axles. Uh, I can get all three of those items all in one, one-stop shop, all things UTV shipped to my door, no big deal. They also carry blow-off valves, they carry shifters, they carry, I mean, literally anything for your, your UTV, all things UTV, it's kind of in the name, they've got it. Go check them out at allthingsutv.com, um, or just post something on a Facebook group or anywhere like that, and you'll definitely be pointed in Dustin's direction. Today on the show, we have Shane Christensen. Shane was really, really, really demanded by the fans because um, he's got a really badass buggy, guys. He's got a 1,600 horsepower um, monster buggy built by uh, the guys over at Busted Knuckle Garage. Um, they, Jake Berkey has done an awesome job with this buggy. We talk about it from head to toe, and we talk about this weekend's race at AOP and whose head's on the chopping block for Shane. Without further ado, let's hear the savage remarks and let's hear about this buggy. Everybody else, enjoy. Get a drink and gather around. Let's talk drivers. Let's talk rigs. Let's talk skill. You've got the best of the best in the off-road racing world. Have a seat at the table with us, and let's talk about racing on the rocks. 
Shane, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I am great, man. Uh, we had a brief little conversation before we started recording, and uh, I just want to tell you again, I am so excited to have you on the show because not only is your buggy a huge talking point in the off-road world right now, but um, I've seen uh, you uh, doing some talking and some people doing some talking to you for uh, the upcoming AOP race, and I'm ready to hear what you have to say um, about everybody wanting to race you specifically. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm ready to be on top. So whatever that means, uh, who, whoever that uh, <laughs> whoever whoever I've got to uh, step on to get there, that's that's what uh, that's what we're planning on doing next Saturday. Yeah. So I already got a good feeling about this podcast. But before we get into that, uh, I want to talk about you. I want to talk about Shane. Um, what do you do for work? Man, I do a little bit of everything. I tell people all the time. I, I get that question a lot, and, and uh, people are like, "What do you do for a living?" You know, you got this crazy rock bouncer, and, and uh, you know, you've had drag cars, and you've done all this stuff, and you know, people automatically assume that you got some crazy fancy job. But uh, you know, I always tell people I do what I got to do to to pay the bills and, and enjoy life. I uh, I own a business. My wife and I own a. a Whitetail hunting uh, outfitting operation in Northeast Missouri, uh, Midwest Custom Hunts, and uh, I, I do that for a, for a large portion of the season. And then my dad and I, uh, we we cut timber for a living. So I spend a lot of my time, uh, you know, outdoors and, and uh, working hard and and uh, pretty much I'll pretty much do anything. You know, my brother-in-law Max Schisler, everybody knows him, uh, you know, from the Attitude Buggy. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, he purchased a uh, excavating company from from my family years ago and uh, he's actually my brother-in-law i'm married to his sister jenna that's awesome and uh i also uh i also work for him from time to time as well if he gets you know gets a big job and gets in a bind so kind of a little bit of everything you know but uh primarily i cut timber and uh and have the whitetail outfitting operation that's awesome so one thing i want to say too is like uh you know just in our correspondence that we've had um, you pretty much go without cell service, and and you don't you're not you don't really appear to be on your phone, you know, or connected. I'll say it that way um, during the day. Do you think that that is is like a helpful thing? Because I know a lot of guys these days they're getting caught up in social media, and they're getting caught up in you know keeping up with the latest this and that, and being online all day long. Um, do you like? being disconnected for a certain period of time or do you think as a rising star that you know you would you like to be online more does that make sense yeah you know here's the thing i, I i'm i've never been a you know as far as being in front of a camera or, or talking in front of people i have no problems with that at all but i'm i'm not very tech savvy and i and i think the reason for that is i just never had an interest in it you yeah. know i'm kind of I'm kind of one of those guys. I like to go out and get my hands dirty and, and uh, work hard and do things and have fun and, and really, you know, sitting in front of a computer screen or, or looking down at my phone or, you know, that's that's not, you know, that doesn't really scratch my itch. So, you know, to answer your question, you know, getting getting out in the out in the in the you know out in the middle of no man's land, I like to call it, uh, where there's no cell phone service and there's not many people and, you know, we're out there. Guiding, guiding whitetail hunts or turkey hunts or, or cutting timber, and my phone gets left in the truck and and or gets you know put on silent and, and tucked in my in my pack. You know that's that's where I like to be. You know um, there's a time to be connected, and, and I enjoy I enjoy interacting with people. Um, I have fun. You know since 
since we started this racing thing, it's, it's been a lot of fun, the, the uh, social media thing, but at the same time, there's a, for me, there's a stressor involved, you know, I, uh, I'm not very good at it, and, yeah. and I know that, you know, I know if we want to grow, uh, you know, in this sport or any, anything really nowadays, you, you know, you got to kind of jump on board with some of that stuff and ride that wave, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're just going to, we're just going to kind of keep doing it business as usual, and, and uh, depend on guys like you to take care of the, uh, <laughs> the yeah, yeah. Well, trust me, we're happy to do it. And and I'm always curious, too, because um, you're actually the first driver that I've asked that. And the reason I ask you is because it seems like most drivers these nowadays are just online all the time. And, you know, if they're not, if it just it just seems like a, let me put it this way. I, I work on computers for a living. I write code for a living. And I have been so stressed out and just annoyed with trying to keep up with all the social media stuff, if I could just do the podcast and release it and never have to worry about Facebook or Instagram again, that would be the best thing in the entire world. But um, the, the guys who are good at social media, man, they're on it all the time. And I'm, I'm always curious as guys in this sport, uh, you know, what people think about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I have no interest in being on it all the time. If, you know, if, if it gets to that point, we'll just, I, I don't know, I'll have to hire somebody to do it. Or yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got too many other things to do that are too important to Yeah, so uh, going back to you, where are you based out of? Where's the team based out of? Yeah, so we're, uh, everybody's kind of been laughing, calling it the Missouri Mafia or the Perryville Mafia. You know, there's quite a few of us popping up here, but I actually live in southeast Missouri. I'm I'm real close to the Mississippi River. I'm 80 miles south of St. Louis and 30 miles north of Cape Girardeau in a town called Perryville, Missouri. Mm -hmm. And, uh... We, uh, yeah, this is where I was born and raised. Uh, you know, my, my operations up obviously spread out farther than here, but this is home base, and, and uh, this is where Gold Rush resides. Yeah. So how, how far does that make, like, the average drive to a race for you? Uh, we got a lot of drives that are in that five- to seven-hour range. Woo! You know, we're, we're, we're uh, you know, we've got a few that are closer. There's a, there's a, uh, one there at Flat Nasty Off Road. Yeah, uh, that's that's about two hours from us. That's the closest, and and then from there they're really I don't know Dyersburg, uh, Tennessee, uh, yeah. Bikini Bottom. That's uh, that's about two hours for us, and then everything yeah. else is is really right right at five hours or, or, or over. Man, that's that's crazy. I just uh, you know I always try and ask because you know uh, I want fans to know how hard the drivers work to be there. So. Um, it's not an easy haul to get in your truck and pull everything and bring the equipment and the people uh, required to race every single weekend. You know, it, it's just not it's just not an easy task that it seems like. You know, no, not at all. It's not. And you know, the big thing for for me and I, and one thing that I've learned about a lot of the drivers in the in the different series that that we're racing in. You know, this is a family event for a lot of us, so it's it's. Uh, you know, I'm not interested in doing anything that I can't bring my wife and my kids along to do. And, and uh, you know, my wife has a full-time job. My daughter is eight years old and has got school. And, and uh, you know, my little boy is getting ready to turn two. And it's a, it's a project, man. It really yeah. is to get everything together and, and try to try to work a full-time job and, and then some and then and then maintain the buggy. And, and uh, it definitely, definitely takes a, a, a team effort from not only my family but, but all my other supporters, friends, and, and sponsors and things like that. So it's a big deal to get to races. And, you know, when 30 buggies show up, I, I think you're right. I think 
the fans and 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 people uh, you know people that uh, are watching us do what we do. I don't I don't think they realize how big of an effort it takes for thirty of us to show up on a weekend. Yeah, they definitely don't. I mean, and I'm guilty of that too. Uh, you know, just it just doesn't even register. But um, we all thank you, our fans, myself included. We thank you for making sure you're at these events because. Um, you know, you guys are always putting on a show for us. But uh, before we talk about Gold Rush, I, I kind of want to talk about how you got into the sport um, because I, I'm assuming that you didn't just jump, you know, six feet in head first. Uh, how'd you get started? <laughs> well, I actually did uh, jump jump in head first. Uh, <laughs> really? I'm, I'm kind of yeah. It, this is this this will be a little bit hard to believe and. Well, to get started, I've I've been a motorsports nut my entire life. Okay. I uh, as a as a young boy, I I raced motocross. I raced motocross for about twelve years and, mm-hmm. and was really into it. And and when I got in my uh, you know out of high school, I got in my early twenties, it became a thing where it was kind of like, well, you know, the the risk of injury is so high, and you know, I'm here, I am getting married and talking about having a family and things, and I just can't take that risk. So I kind of stepped away from motocross and and uh you know through the years of motocross i also did some i had big four-wheel drive trucks did some mud racing and stuff but uh you know nothing not not really a lot of um you know four-wheel drive off-road type stuff um Mm -hmm. then i as i got got into my mid-20s i got very interested in drag racing and and uh started playing with drag cars my dad um has has been a muscle car freak my entire life and has had a lot of a lot of Camaros, Bells, Novas, just different hot rods over the years, and, and I kind of got into that deal and decided I wanted to get into the drag racing. So a few years back, I started building a, a drag radio car, and uh, you know, I get uh, I'm, I'm not a <laughs> I'm not a not the guy that's got a huge bank account, so it it was kind of years in the making. And I, as I was getting this car car close to finished, I was I don't know, you know, I just kind of kept getting a dirty taste in my mouth i would go to events and it just wasn't it wasn't a comfortable setting for my kids in a lot of in a lot of ways yeah. there were some really good people don't get me wrong i mean there's good people in all different branches of motorsports world but it just wasn't i didn't feel like it was a real comfortable fit and while all that was going on my brother-in-law matt schistler he's you know he's out there racing attitude and he's he's uh, getting better and better and i started going with him and working on his buggy and and it just kind of all at once, you know, I met Jake Berkey a few years ago, and and once I found out, you know, that he's going to design a new chassis and get going, I just kind of told my wife one day, I said, look, I've got uh, I've got all these parts and, and big motors and all this stuff and, and you know, this this uh, horsepower experience, so to speak, and, and uh, I, think, uh, I think this is a growing sport. Um, it's exciting to me. It's not... It's not. Uh, I think it's a driver sport, and um, I know nothing about it. And I, you know, I think that was a big deal. You know, I had had a lot of people, Matt included. They're like, man, you just can't get in one of these things and, and be fast. And yeah. you know, for me, that's that's kind of like a challenge. And yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm very competitive, and, and uh, I, uh, you know, I don't I don't ever settle. I'm I'm always pushing and, and trying to be better. And and here's the deal. If, if I do this for a few years and I'm not making any progress, I'll find something different to do. Yeah. I mean, I'm like that with anything, and uh, I don't I don't see that as being a problem. Um, I feel like we're making some good progress. You know, we've had some ups and downs, and and uh, but yeah, I, I did. I, I jumped in head first, built a buggy. I had never been on a hill in my life, never been in a rock bouncer in my life before Bridgeport, Texas, the first round of Southern Rock Racing this year. You are crazy. And, uh, 
you know, Gold Rush wasn't ready, so I jumped in the attitude buggy. I had never, never driven it, never been on a hill, never nothing, strapped in and, uh, you know, made both hills for the day. So that's, uh, that's where my rock racing started was right there at Bridgeport in 2019. And, and, uh, you know, we've, uh, we've raced Gold Rush now, I guess, six or seven times. And, and, uh, you know, we're just trying to get the bugs worked out and get comfortable. Man, that's that just the whole idea of you just jumping straight in. That's nuts. Like that is crazy, man. Uh, but I commend you for it because I mean, if you're gonna do it, do it right. You know, a lot of guys who've been in the sport for years will tell you, just build what you want the first time because you know they spent years trying to build what they want and they didn't end up getting what they wanted from the get go, and it just takes them forever to get where they're happy. And I, I commend you, man. You jump straight to the end of the track and you you got something that's badass i mean it's the top of the line yeah i'm pretty proud of it i it's uh it was a it was a big big deal for me to bite off this big of a chunk right off the bat but um you know i you know it's it's kind of i don't want to i don't want want to sound arrogant because i'm definitely not an arrogant person but mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those deals where it's like you know you, you i think anyone who pursues anything and doesn't want to be one of the best or the best and you're kind of wasting your time you know i mean yeah. find something else to do find something you're really passionate about and you want to be great at and and go for it and you know that's kind of how i am with everything and and uh i wasn't going to treat this this rock topping thing any different you know i i thought you know i can i can buy somebody's uh beat up rock bouncer that's been tested and and you know competes fairly well but um you know then it's not necessarily built around me it was built around someone else so mm-hmm. i felt like in order to compete with the best and and go set out to, to potentially be one of the best, I, I knew I had to build have something built that was uh, built specifically for me and and the way that I visioned it. And you know, teaming up with Jake Berkey, that's exactly what we got. I would I would say so. And I mean, you know, just what you said there, you you know, you're, you're talking about basically building a brand by, you know, making this icon, making yourself and making your car an icon. And, like, I mean, as you have seen and as you as you will continue to see, um, you guys nailed it. I mean, there's no buggy out there that looks like it. Uh, let me ask you this. We'll just go ahead and jump right in the conversation. Um, when you guys, when, when you came to, to um, Berkey, did it, was this a chassis that he's going to push into production um, is he doing that right now? Like as a mass production? Yeah. So basically, basically what, uh, what happened, I, I went and sat down with Jake and Jake was, he was already working, um, with a gentleman from Italy. Um, I know everyone right. has seen the Italian top buggy, the first one that, that Jake introduced. Right. Um, he was already working on that buggy. And, uh, so he had his, his, you know, his base chassis already designed. And, uh, you know, I sat down and, and we looked at it and I said, you know, it's, uh, it's along the lines of, of what I've got in my mind. And there was a few bars we wanted to change, a few things we wanted to move around. And, and obviously this was going to be a full blown race rig, you know, and, and, uh, so, you know, different things, single seater and just, uh, you know, some different options. And, um, yeah, we just, we kind of went from there, you know, Jake, uh, it's kind of a funny story and, and Jake will tell you, if you ask me, he, he, uh, when I first called him and, and we started discussing this, you know, I told him, I'm like, you know, I've got, you know, I've got this, this crazy, uh, boosted big block and, and, uh, you know, we're, we're capable of making all this giant horsepower and I'm thinking about building a buggy and building it around this and just doing something totally different than what anybody's done. And, 
and you know, I'm totally new at this and this and that. And Jake will tell you, Jake and I have became very, very good friends. And uh, he'll tell you that he literally hung up the phone with me the first time and rolled his eyes and said, "This guy's, this guy's a joke." You know, he yeah. he uh, he thought I was not for real at all. And and uh, now here we are, uh, you know, two years later, or a year and a half later, and and uh, it's uh, it was not a joke. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. You 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 literally turned out gold on this thing. It's it's great. Um, so. Let's just go ahead and jump straight into, uh, just jump into it again. Break this buggy down for me, because I mean, obviously you have the the chassis um, from Jake Berkey, and uh, just go ahead if you want to start at the motor and go back and out. You can do that way. However, you want to break it down. Just tell me about every little detail. Yeah, so you know, we knew uh, obviously it's it's got uh, Jake Berkey's riot chassis, and and we knew that uh, you know it's going to be a full blown race rig. Um, you know, Jake's a, a big rad flow guy, and, uh, you know, I've, for the last few years, followed off-road racing. I knew that, uh, I knew that rad flow was, you know, one of the, one of the top manufacturers of, uh, the suspension components, and, and so he recommended that. I said, yeah, let's do it, and, uh, it's a trailing arm setup. Uh, it's got the riot trailing arms on it. Um, obviously, with the, with the big giant horsepower that I was bringing to the table, um, we, decided to go with some Dana 80s, and uh, I wanted to do something a little bit different. Um, I wanted everything to be away from my driver's area, and so I, I did passenger side drops on both Dana 80s, and we set the transfer case kind of beside me where yeah. the passenger seat would normally go, and um, it worked out really nice. You know, the the uh, everything is over there to get to. It's all contained. Um, so, so that part of the buggy, uh, that was all Jake's doings. That was, he did a fantastic job laying all, all that out for me and, and working really closely with me to get exactly what I wanted. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, that's exactly what we got. As far as, you know, as far as the power plant, we are, uh, running a 565 cubic inch big block. It's Woo. got aluminum AFR heads, uh, that have been oh. worked. Um, it's, uh, we're running a 16, uh, 220 pound per hour fuel injector setup <laughs> uh, provided, by, provided by fast fuel injection we run an XFI 2.0 um, by fast uh, management system and then um, we're running a 2100 CFM uh, 4500 series throttle body from fast fuel injection uh-huh. we are um, we are basically right now with the F2 Pro Charger bolted on the front we are making somewhere, you know, flywheel horsepower, we're going to be real close to 1,600. We're kind of in that 1,540, 1,600 range. It's hard to, it's hard to know exactly, you know, we did some dyno tuning basically to get the, to get the rig running right, but, yeah. uh, it's, uh, you know, with the gear reductions and everything, you'll never get a real number on a wheel dyno. So, right. um, according, according to fuel consumption, we're, at, we're at, we've got it choked back pretty good. We're at 70% on the injectors and we've got about 15 degrees of timing pulled out of it. Uh-huh. So, you know, we're, we're, we're right in that 15 to 1600 horsepower range of that, um, we are, uh, yeah. ignition is supplied by, ignition supplied by MSD. Um, we're running a... Uh, PTC Power Glide. Um, Ed Bendel at PTC. He yeah. hooked us up and built us a uh, bulletproof Power Glide. Um, running a PTC converter. Um, yeah, that's ISPC. Uh, it's uh, it's got the best of the best. There's no doubt. I, there was no corners cut on this build. So let me let me ask you. You know, 
that's the most power that's ever been in a rock bouncer ever, right? Yes, sir, I believe so. Okay, because I think the last, I mean, I had seen a couple, you know, people throw numbers around all day long, but when you, when you see this buggy, but especially when you hear it, you know that it's different, you know? you Like, we'll, we'll talk about how it sounds here in a second, because uh, just the videos I've seen about blew my eardrums through the TV. Um, so, I, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about that, but this kind of power is just unheard of. And, and I wanted to ask you, now that you've had some seat time, do you think that that much power is usable on the hill? Um, and I know that momentum does a lot for you, and the more speed that you can gain kind of going up to the hill can definitely make the difference. But when you're, when you're in, that, in that hill, does that wheel speed and that power – you know, at, at what point do you do you not get a return on horsepower? Well, you know, I'm still I'm still in the learning phases, and for me to answer the question 100 percent correct, or for anyone for that matter, I, mm-hmm. I don't know that there's a solid answer for that because every hill we go up is different. Right. But I can say this: the one thing that I have learned, uh, and you know, we get. You know, the big horsepower guys are getting criticized by a lot of guys that don't believe in the big horsepower, but uh-huh. go back and watch the videos, and, and if you watch enough videos, you're going to see that instant wheel speed is a really, really big deal, and, and right now, there's nothing out there that that has the instant, the just automatic wheel speed that we're making, and it's gotten me out of trouble a number of times already. There's a couple of hills I would not have made in one shot or wouldn't have made at all had it not been you know, for that instant wheel speed. And, and mm-hmm. you know, you see you see guys like Timmy and guys like Bubba that are making big power as well. And, and, and it's, you know, I, I, a good one is, is Bubba. I believe it was last year when they were they were in that waterfall and he was the only one to make it. And if you go back and you watch you watch the videos, you know, it's that instant wheel speed that pulled Bubba up out of that, out of that waterfall. You, you know, there were so many buggies that tried it and, he, and nobody could do it. And, and you know, they, they're... The, the LS, they, these big long LS motors and stuff, they're making huge horsepower. Some of them are probably going to out-horsepower me. I know Matt's building a new buggy, and it's going to make some crazy, crazy power. But something that's missing from those is that, that grunt, that instant, yeah. absolutely violent torque that is produced by a big block. And, like, we're on alcohol, and mm-hmm. anybody who's ever went from gas to alcohol will tell you that the violence different, the, the instant, the instant, violence is, is so different with alcohol and and uh you know as far as in tight places and, and where we need instant wheel speed i don't think there's any substitute for giant horsepower and big torque um you know these slick hills where there's there's a lot of you got to control a lot you know there's a lot of turning and a lot of you know slipping and sliding and back and forth mm-hmm. i think it can get you in trouble you know it's something yeah. that we're going to have to learn and we're going to learn how to learn how to harness it um, a lot of people said we couldn't put the power to the ground, and, and uh, you know, we've, we've definitely fought suspension. Jake has worked his tail off trying to get my suspension right, and, and definitely one of the biggest hurdles that we're having is suspension. You know, we've been, we've been beat up and beat up and beat up all year from, from the keyboard critics online, yeah. you know, that, you know, tune your suspension, tune your suspension, tune your suspension, and that's all we've been doing is tuning suspension, and uh-huh. tuning suspension on a on a 1600 horsepower rock bouncer versus a 600 horsepower rock bouncer is night and day different. Yeah. I mean, we can go out, we can go out and drive across some whoops and, and hit some ledges and stuff at medium speed and and make the buggy react absolutely awesome. And then we try to try to really drive hard through it, and it's totally different. You know, you're unloading yeah. the wheels under you with, with 
and most buggies stick and it's just been a it's been a you know it's it's been a learning curve for everybody involved and I think we're going to get a handle on it. I don't think that we're overpowered. Um, I was worried about it in the beginning. The more we run it, the more we test it, uh, the more seat time I get. I absolutely think that um, you're going to see bigger horsepower than what we're making right now. You know, technology does not stand still. Um, the suspension guys are working diligently every day to make things work better. Um, there's bigger, beefier, batter parts being built every day. You know, guys say this is it, this is it, this is it. You can't, you know, there's a threshold, there's a threshold. And mm-hmm. I say, I say you look at any sport out there. I mean, you know, top fuel drag cars used to be 3,000, 4,000 horsepower. Now they're 10 or 12,000. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, Ooh, boy. it's not yeah, so let me let me let me pause you there though. Let me pause you because I got a few yeah. things I want to say. I'm I'm trying to roll it back here. So um, yeah, when you were referencing uh, Bubba making it up that waterfall, you were talking about the waterfall at Busted Knuckle, right? Yes. Okay, cool. And there's a there's a video floating around the web, guys. Um, check that out. He was the only one to make it, and and uh, Shane is exactly right. It's because he had his tires up on the front ledge and. I mean, it was every bit of the wheelbase to just get the tires up there and just to be able to do a neutral drop and have the tires just instantly going. Uh, Bubba was ultimately the only one to make it up that hill that day. Um, so that's what he was referencing earlier. Um, but one thing I want to I want to kind of roll back is, you know, you mentioned in the... the I'm going to start with the good. I'm going to say this so you can help me kind of backtrack. I want to talk about the, the car on, like, dry... Uh, loose dirt, and then I want to talk about the car on the rocks, and then the car in the slip, and like the slippery mud, um, and kind of break it down, because um, I have seen this horsepower, I mean, I'll kind of call it what it is, it, it's been it's been some kind of, kind of BS in my opinion, like, you know, if people weren't beating you up about your horsepower, they'd beat you up about something else, you know? Um, so it's, it's, I really want to get to the root of it because, you know, all in all, I think it's a good question. I think the surface level question is good. Um, but I think the things that everybody gets hung up on can be, you know, they're not that hard to make sense of, you know? So first thing is, um, the loose dirt, which is where primarily in my opinion, I see that at like bikini bottoms, um, like for the, the season finale of the season closer, um, you have those really long, big, loose dirt hills, and those are the hills, in my opinion, where you see a Tim Cameron and a Bubba shine because they do have just that maximum level of wheel speed. Um, have you guys gotten the chance to take it out in something like that, that kind of like sand pit like terrain yet? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We we do a lot of we do a lot of testing around home in the dirt, and okay. uh, I can definitely tell you that. Um, this buggy loves, 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 loves dirt. Loves loose dirt. Okay. Um, it's, uh, you know, it, 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 it finds, it's very funny. If you go back and watch a lot of the videos from earlier in the season uh, when we brought Gold Rush out, you can compare that buggy to just about any other buggy and watch the color of the dirt that comes out. And it sounds really goofy, but, yeah. but, it's, but I'm serious. We went back and watched these videos a hundred times. Watch the color of the dirt that comes out from under my tires versus almost any other buggy that, that goes up the exact same hill in the same spot. And the dirt is darker a lot of times coming out from under our buggy. And the only explanation for that is is we're getting down to moisture 
where other guys are sitting on top of it. Right. And whether that, whether that is because we've got way more wheel speed and we're just cleaning the top off faster, or if the you know we you know it's part of we're trying to work the suspension to make the buggy hook, or you know gold rush is pretty big girl. You know it's five thousand fifty one hundred pounds with me in there. So yeah. you know we're heavier than a lot of buggies. So you know. I, I don't know why it likes it so much. I don't know why we stick so good in loose stuff, but it really, really does. It, it, it uh, and, and like you said, Bubba and Timmy, the same way. I mean, those yeah. buggies move whenever there's loose dirt. So yeah, and that's uh, I, yeah. I think that that's the best. Like this is the best way to to generate the argument because I mean it's true, and I, I it's funny you say that. Um, I've noticed that as well because when you guys were racing at Windrock, I just noticed it was just different. Um, whenever you got up there, because it, it it seemed like y'all really you know it's like it's like if you were to drag your hands across the ground like your flat hand across the ground and then you did the same thing on the same patch of the ground but you you you, met, you put your nails in the ground you know you get more traction but you take more with you and it just looks like the nails are in the ground when you're going you know you look stable you look planted but more than anything you look like you're just taking everything you've got or like the ground just doesn't it's not it doesn't exist does that make sense yeah i've actually had it's funny you say that because i've had uh, a couple fans come to me and and they say you know the thing about your buggy that is so much different and i you know this is stuff that i don't really think like this but they say it's like when something is in its way on a hill and it moves it exactly and and you know it it kind of does i mean it's it's definitely very it gets a hold of everything that is that is in front of it and and uh you know, I think that's, yeah, I think, I think that's a, that's a big horsepower thing. Yeah, I, and I agree with you. That's probably the best way to say it, that it just gets a hold of everything. Um, but the next thing I want to talk about, too, is the, the rocks. You know, and I'm just trying to recall everything off my memory. Um, was it wild, was it Wildcat where you guys had a pretty good climb with some rocks, or have y'all had better climbs this year on, like, just good hard rock? Yeah, you know, uh, Wildcat, we had the, I, I, had, I had a really, really good day and a really bad day at Wildcat. Yeah. I, I, uh, I would have won the entire Wildcat thing. That it was, I was so surprised. But I lost a fuel pump relay about 30 feet from the timer uh, on Hill 1, and yeah. I just absolutely blistered Hill 1. And then Hill 2, I came around and I won Hill 2. It had a pretty big rock ledge in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, Hill 1, it's like a big, big, huge staircase. It's got some yeah. rock in it, but it's a lot of dirt as well. But, um as far as big rocks, you know, Dirty Turtle had, had quite a few rocks yeah. and ledges and stuff, uh, you know, um, and then, and obviously Fable Hill there at, uh, yeah, absolutely. At, um, at Bikini Bottom, so, you know, the, the rock ledges, um, I love ledges, I love the ledges, uh, the buggy reacts so fast, it's so quick and responsive, if I get my front tires over it and I snap the throttle, I'm over it, it yeah. doesn't, there's there's no hesitation. There's no oh I hope it bounces up here. Um, it just goes. And if you go back and you and you look at those races, I mean I flew up Fable Hill, um, and then you know uh, at Wildcat it, it didn't even know those ledges were there. So yep. you know yeah the, the rock ledges have been really good. And like I said, I think that's a that's an instant wheel speed thing for me because I don't I don't technically I don't I mean I don't know how to be technical on those rocks. I haven't spent any time on them. Um, I'm just basically, you know, trying to do what I see. You know, Timmy Timmy has been awesome with me. We Timmy and I have walked hills multiple times, and we discuss, you know, 
you know, what I see, and then he'll tell me kind of what he sees, and, and you know, so he's been an awesome competitor, you know, to, to have the best in the world, uh, you know, kind of hang out with you and, and point stuff out that he sees has been, has been pretty awesome, and then, and then, you know, my brother-in-law, Matt, he's, he's been on most of the hills that we've raced, and his input has helped me a lot, you know, he's won, he's won a few races, and, and, uh, he's done really well at a few parks, and he'll point things out that I don't see, so, you know, I'm just trying to line up on these things the best. But, yes, I've definitely depended on my instant wheel speed and big horsepower to get me over these wedges, and, and the buggy likes it. It does really well. Okay, so we've got two out of three are positive. And you did mention earlier, you know, when you get into those tight, loose, slippery areas that, that the wheel speed, it can get you in a little bit of trouble. But I also think, I would always put it like this, having that kind of wheel speed, just seems like an extra tool in your belt. So you're capable of driving it, you know, in a more technical manner. You know, can it get out of hand? Sure. But, you know, you're capable of doing so. And even if I'm in the slickest of mud or slickest of this or that, you know, I am running my side-by-side. Last-ditch effort typically will get me out is just step in it, and it'll pick itself back up. Um, but what are your thoughts when it comes to, you know, when you say dirty turtle, I, I always I always picture dirty turtle having rain. Every time that there's a race there, it just <laughs> pours rain. So when you say dirty turtle, I'm thinking, well, man, it doesn't. It, it's a straight shot on most of those hills, but it doesn't get much more slippery. It doesn't get much more, you know, muddy and slick and loose. And uh, I know that Windrock, when we when y'all raced uh, earlier this year, it was pretty wet. But you know, even then, it seemed like I was actually just watching the video before we got on the phone. Um, it seemed like it hooked fine. You weren't overspinning for no reason. Like I, I've seen other guys do that and it's just, you know, I don't know. It, it seems like it still does well. So what do you think about the, the mud and the slick? How does it feel for you in that? Well, you know, I, I'm, I try not to overdo it. Um, you know, overshooting the corner, having to back up, uh, having to hit something twice, you know, that, that's not that's not winning races and that's not that's not competing for the top spot. And so I, I more so than the buggy has a problem, I have a problem with the mud. I would say my biggest um, my biggest hurdle in this type of racing is, is wet weather and unfortunately this so far this year most of what we've raced in has been wet weather. It's um yes. I'm I'm a lot more timid I'm a lot more timid with it and, and a lot of that is I know that I've got big wheel speed. I know I've got big power. The buggy does. You're absolutely right. The buggy moves. I mean, it doesn't matter what is under it. It don't matter if it's wet or dry or what it is. It goes. The problem is getting it to react and know how it's going to react. Yeah. You know, when I, when, I, when I grab the steering wheel, when, I'm, when I try to go into a corner, I've been very timid on how hard to push it. Um, you know, we raced, a, we raced a smaller race there at Moonlight uh, here in Missouri, um, I don't know, a few months ago, and I, and I broke pretty bad that day. Yeah. But on the first hill, on the first hill or second hill, um, I actually overshot the first corner because it was nothing but slop. And I got going, and I go to cut the wheels, and having a little bit of steering problems, uh, still working on that. I get, I get the front, the steering locks up on me every once in a while, and it did that. I stabbed the brake, stabbed the brake, the buggy starts sliding, and all at once, I'm, I'm off my marks. And... You know, one thing that I do, uh, I try to really concentrate on hitting my marks. When I walk a hill and I look at everything, I've got a very, very set-in-place plan. And uh, I'm not very good whenever 
and I know that I've got to get better at that with this style of racing, but I'm not really good when something really goes wrong and I get thrown off my marks big time, and, and uh, it causes kind of a panic for me. And mm-hmm. so, I, you know, the, the big power gets me there quick, um, but if I can't control the buggy once I get there, that's, that's, uh, that's an issue. So, so far with the wet, that's, that's been my biggest problem. Yeah. Um, as far as, you know, the buggy propelling itself and going where I, where I needed to go um, up the hill, like you said, in a straight line, like a dirty turtle, yeah, I, I, I haven't found a, a problem there yet with the power. It's just getting it to maneuver, um, you know, quickly whenever I need it to, and not and not be over pushing it to where I'm driving through those corners and stuff. Right, right, and I, I agree with you. I mean, you know, just I, I didn't know that you had basically just got into the ball game here, you know, this season, um, but it sounds like to me that you know just learning how this buggy specifically operates in those situations and once y'all get that steering situation figured out but once you once you kind of get the seat time that makes you know makes this car uh, another extension of your body and makes it another arm you know it sounds like it'll be figured out and it's got nothing really to do with you know just the high horsepower in itself it's just a compatibility between you and the truck you know yeah absolutely you know and i can you know, just like my big catastrophic front flip there at Dyersburg, you know, yeah. I, people say, oh, yeah, all that horse, look what all that horsepower did, or look what, you know, suspension tune, suspension tune, and I'll, I'll tell anyone, I've watched that video a hundred times with, with Jake, and, and a bunch of other people have watched it, and, and they've came to me, the guys that know, and they've came to me, and, and it, it really, honest to God, it all boils down to inexperience. Yeah. I did not treat that hill the way that it should have been treated. I look at it now, and I see exactly what went wrong. Um, you know, it, it was me. It was not the buggy. It was not the power. It was, you know, I, I was using it at the wrong time, and, and I had a plan in mind, and I 100% fully nailed everything up to that point um, the way that I had planned. And, you know, it's a... It's a you know, it's a, a learning curve. It was a tough way to learn, and, and uh, you won't see that happen again. Um, I learned a lot from that, and uh, you know, we don't. You, you can't win races if the buggy's not upright, and uh, that's what we're here to do. And and so, the, whenever whenever we do have a, a big problem like that, whenever I do um, pull off a big rookie mistake like that, I'm going to learn from it, and um, we'll build off of it, and we'll be better next time. I think that's very wise words there. Um, but that pretty much in terms of, you know, the drivability and the buggy itself. I mean, is there anything else that you want to mention about the buggy that makes it unique? Yeah, so, that, you know, there's a few things we're, we're kind of working on, struggling with a little bit. I talk about the steering and, uh, you know, we're, we're running a hydro, hydro boost brake setup. Um, you know, a lot of guys are running driveline brakes. We wanted to run brakes on all four corners. Um, because we're not, we're not sure what all we're going to do with this buggy yet. You know, we've, uh, I've talked about trying a bunch of different things. I don't really want to let the cat out of the bag just yet, but, but, uh, we're talking about some other stuff and, and doing some other types of racing with this thing. And, and, uh, we were thinking that the, the, uh, the, you know, a, a regular driveline brake wouldn't quite be enough. So we went with a hydro boost brake setup. So we're basically... We're basically using the steering pump for the brakes and the and the and the steering. And um, somehow, I don't know. We're kind of building air. We're we're having some troubles. I'm not really. Uh, I'm not a, a great mechanic, and I don't know how all of it works exactly. But it's been a little bit of a struggle. Jake and I have worked together. He's brought a bunch of other guys to the table to kind of help out with it. And, and uh, 
you know, get them to, to put their two cents in and we're trying some different things and, and um, if it don't work, you know, it may, may be a deal where we have to go to a different style of brakes or, or uh, another pump, but, but uh, so that's, you know, that's kind of, you know, I don't know how many buggies have hydro boost setups and who all's doing that. I don't think it's real, real common, but um, I think if we can get it to work, it's going to work really, really well. You know, uh, something that's a little bit of a struggle with my buggy versus a lot of other buggies, and guys don't really realize this, we, we run alcohol, mm-hmm. and um, so we're running, to provide enough alcohol for the amount of horsepower that we're making um, and not run a mechanical fuel pump, we have to run two giant electric fuel pumps. So we're, we're using gobs and gobs of power yeah. to be able to run these fuel pumps. Something else about these big Magna Fuel electric fuel pumps is they're only designed to run about three minutes at a time. Man. So, you know, if we sit and we idle around and we run a whole bunch, those pumps get super hot. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of why we had problems at, at Wildcat. Um, it's really, wasn't really anybody's fault. You know, a little bit, once again, a little bit on me. I let the buggy sit and run too long. Um, I think I think Brandon Davis had got turned sideways on top of the hill, maybe lost his steering belt or something, and I couldn't see him. And it was time for us to, you know, I was kind of rolling in, staging there, getting ready to go, and and I let the buggy run for just it ran too long, and uh, we ended up popping a relay halfway up. So you know things like that. We're kind of learning. Um, you know, we're learning things there. Uh, my injectors actually just just here earlier when I got home, my my 16 injectors, I had to send them off to. Um, to uh, Oregon to, to get cleaned and reworked. Um, I was having some fuel injection problems at the last few races, having a really hard time keeping the buggy running. Uh-huh. We fought it and fought it and uh, find out that we have injector issues. And um, I'm kind of new to alcohol, so basically what I've been doing is using a top lube and, and uh, mixing with the alcohol. Uh, I know it's kind of old school, carbureted guys always did it. Um, well, it's gumming up my injectors, so we had a problem there. Yeah. Another thing that has to be done is all the alcohol has to be drained out of the system every time we run, and we got to run gas through everything because, you know, the, the aluminum fuel rails, uh, anything in that system, the alcohol oxidizes, and it, it also draws moisture. Man. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a big, big maintenance on this buggy is really, really high. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you mix that with the with the few failures and, and rookie mistakes that I've made, and it's it's really been a um, boy. It's really been a painful learning curve. It's been a lot of work, and and uh, we're looking forward to the day that uh, we get things kind of <laughs> kind of ironed out. So it's it's more just regular week in and week out maintenance instead of actual repair. Yeah, no joke. And I mean, you know, you you guys are entering a whole new spectrum. You're you know, I feel like everyone is pushing the boundaries in some way, and you guys just so happen to be pushing the boundary in the horsepower in the engine department. I mean, further than anybody's taken it before. So, um, a lot like I, I had an interview. I don't know if you know who Cody Wagner is with Laser Nut Ultra Four Racing, um, but I interviewed yeah. him, and he's running an IFS uh, or an independent suspension all the way around, and you know he keeps shearing off arms and. I talked to him and I was like, man, you're pioneering a new kind of car, but you're doing it, you know, you're doing the R&D for everybody to come after you. And he was like, man, it's just kind of what it takes. You know, it's it's what you want to do. If you're if you're going to set the new standard for how things are going to be, you're going to run into these issues. So you running this kind of power with, you know, alcohol in the engine, things like that, and figuring out all of these things you have to do. Uh, unfortunately, just comes with being, you know, a, a trendsetter. We'll say it that way, you know. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I love new things. I love, I love trying new things, and and uh, especially, it's, I mean, it takes one person to say, well, that'll never work, and <laughs> yeah. it's like, you know, it's gonna work, you know, and and uh, you know, it, it's, you know, it doesn't matter what you're doing if if you put your mind to it and, and you get in a good enough group of people around you. You know, you'll, you'll get it worked out. One thing that I definitely have to say is that as a whole, I mean, you know, no matter what kind of group you're in, there's always a few guys that are, you know, hard to deal with. But as a whole, this off-road racing community, the guys that are racing the series that we've been racing in, the guys that, that go out and, and love messing with these rock bouncers and stuff, they have been very, very awesome to me. Uh, they have, you know, they've supported us. Um just like I said, you know, Timmy, I'm, I'm here. I am the rookie, and, and Timmy's the, the guy on top, and and he's been he's been all awesome to me, but very supportive and helpful. And anytime I have a question, he answers it for me. And you know, that's uh, you won't find that in every sport. And uh, I enjoy taking my family and doing this. And it's uh, I think we're gonna grow. I think I think we're gonna see the limits uh, continue to be pushed. And and um, I, I'm glad that I'm glad that we can be a part of that right here out of the gate. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, the sport as a whole, you know, it's you've got you in the realm of horsepower and engine development. You've got Timmy and suspension development. Uh, I mean, everybody's pushing the envelope, and it's making for the sport to be that much better. So, uh, as a fan, it makes me really excited because I mean, there's a reason you 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 have the popularity that you do. You know, um, you're out there making it better for us, and I, I really appreciate the fact that uh, you know I go on the uh, the bracket buster uh, race for AOP that's coming up next weekend, and the, the top post right now says, "Bring your earplugs, Gold Rush is coming." <laughs> and like, as a fan, that's exciting because if I if I had a buddy who didn't who didn't go to these events or didn't like wheeling or what have you or has never been, and I brought him, I'd be like, "I want you to hear something," or you know, somebody did cars, I just want you to wait until you hear this Gold Rush buggy, and that'll make you understand. Like that that that'll be a highlight for your day. So. I, uh, I I commend you again for doing that because that's uh, that's pretty cool. But speaking of that race, um, I did want to spend a little bit of time talking about that race. Um, unless you had anything else on the buggy you want to talk about? No, man. I'm, okay. I'm I'm good. Let's talk about that race. I'm excited about that race. So I think everybody is excited about this race. And uh, hats off to Adventure Off Road Park for putting on a race where. Uh, Basically, guys are going to go head-to-head. Um, that's my understanding is that y'all are going to race. Uh, is it, it is knockout racing, isn't it, where y'all are going to run two on the same hill? From my understanding, no. We're not going to run at the same time. Uh, basically, what's going to happen is, uh, from, from what now, obviously, it's kind of been secretive. I mean, there's there's going to be multiple hills ran, and, and we don't know what kind of order and how, how we're going to do all this exactly, but there are going to be call-outs at the driver's meetings. Um, what was, what I was told is, you know, anytime we race, if there's, if there's 30 buggies, you're going to race one hill and it's going to be one, two, three, four, five, six, you know, all the way through 30. Uh By the time that 30th guy gets up there, one of two things is going to, would have taken place. Either the hill has gotten better or it's gotten way worse. Right. So what this race is all about is racing back to back with the guy that you're challenging. Yeah. So if I... If I call someone out, 
from my understanding, there's going to basically be we're going to we're going to figure out how who's going to run first between me and whoever I call out. Right. Whether it be a coin flip or uh, arm wrestle or what you know whatever. <laughs> it is we're gonna do. Yeah. And uh, and by the way, if it's arm wrestling, my brother-in-law Matt, he's going to do it for me. Yeah, you ought to, you ought to just uh, think of who's got the most horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, so so basically, it's uh, it's going to be a deal where um, you know one of you is going to run first. The guy's going to run. The, the other guy's going to. Your competitor's going to run right behind you. The fastest time out of out of the, your two passes is going to move on. The other guy's going to the trailer. So um, wow. And I and I and I don't know each round. I'm assuming that each round we're going to probably do a different hill. Wow. So it's uh it's kind of exciting because we really don't know what we're heading heading into. Uh, it's exciting because it's not. Well, we're going to race this hill again, or this is the hill everybody's raced three times, which I've never been on any of them, but right. I've seen so many of them that this is going to be something totally new that I've never stepped foot on, and and I think it's going to be that way for a lot of guys. So it's I'm I'm super super excited, and and uh, it's it's fun because there's so many good people that are involved in this sport. We're going to all get together, and and uh, we're going to all uh, try to. Uh, get under each other's skin, I guess you'd say. And that's going to be yeah. pretty hard for a lot of guys because there's some there's some pretty pretty thick skin guys in this game. Yeah, which is which is a great thing about this sport is guys aren't getting their feelings hurt most of the time. But uh, I'll no. tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you this: um, AOP is probably my favorite part because every time I go to a race, um, they race a different hill for the most part. Um, that's that's been. The, that's when AOP's really claim to fame is every time you go, you know, they'll, they'll tell you typically um, if they're going to race gas pedal or, or one of the hills that they have cut out. But typically they have a new hill for every race, and I really appreciate that about Adventure. Um, but the probably most, the, the coolest thing about this is that they're publicizing it. And uh, I'm actually sitting on the Facebook page for the race, and I'm rolling through... Um, the mediator here has said, you know, here's a chance for everybody to talk smack in public because, you know, basically, apparently it's been going on for some time now. And uh, they were like, this is a place where you can talk openly. And the first comment on there is uh, from Dustin, and he he wants a little boost on boost action. And uh, that was the first one. So what do you think about that? He thinks he does. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yep. He's thinking about maybe panning for some gold, and I've never <laughs> met him either. 
So it's it's really cool. These guys are, uh, you know, you can you can kind of have this little back and forth thing online, and and you know that it's all in good fun, and and uh, you know it's just a super super awesome group of guys, and and um, it, it's fun. It's fun to have friends that you don't even know face to face. You know. Yeah. I, one thing that I was going to point out was, you know, every time on this I get on this podcast, I always talk to somebody and I'm like, you know, is there somebody that you want to beat this year? And look, I I don't I, I'm not a trash talker myself. I actually don't not a big fan of it, and nor do I like to start drama, but I know that the the heart of this sport is everybody has good fun, and I always want someone like uh Steven Rogers. He said he wants to beat Will Stewart, and you know, it's just good fun and uh, I really appreciate this because I mean it stirred up a little bit of entertainment in the in the in the sport, especially when it's kind of the the dull in the season while we have a little bit of a break here between the Southern Rock Racing Series and the and the Pro Rock races. But it's been great to watch, and I'm excited to be there. Uh, I'm actually supposed to be moving. You're getting prepared to move for the next weekend, and uh, I haven't told my fiance yet, but I'm definitely showing up to the race and not helping get ready for move. So. <laughs> So it'll be good, but uh, you know, it, this kind of thing is just great for everybody, and and it really is just good fun, and uh, that's one thing I respect about the off road community so much. It's just it's so much just good, clean fun. It really is, really is a lot of lot of good people involved, and I'm super excited to be involved myself and to have my family involved, and and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's great people. Yeah, for sure. So let me ask you this: Outside of the AOP race, where can people catch you this year? Man, we're going to try to do as much as we can. You know, I haven't got to race a pro rock race yet. We had planned on uh, racing Wildcat, um, the pro rock race at Wildcat, and uh, had some problems with the buggy again and didn't make it. Um, so I spent the weekend down at Jake's uh, working on some things and. Uh, but uh, we're going to try to make uh, make some pro rock races. I'm not sure which ones just yet. I am going to finish out the season, the Outlaw Series. I'm going to try to make the rest of the Outlaw races, and we'll definitely yeah. be at the rest of the Southern Rock Racing races. Um, so, but uh, but yeah, I'm going to I'm going to try to try to hit a couple uh, pro rock races. Race to Riches will for sure be there, and uh, yeah, we, we man, I'd go every weekend if I could. Yeah. I just, uh, Gotta keep the buggy in one piece, and I gotta keep the lights on at the house. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that time it's and a, money, man. That time and money. That's right. It's, it's a juggling act. Yeah. So, uh, is the is the buggy gonna be anywhere like at any uh, expos or any kind of events outside the actual races? Um, probably not anymore this summer. So the plan the plan right now, um, man, this thing's it's kind of crazy. You know, we built it. We were running out of time. Season was started. Like I said, I didn't even get to race my own buggy at uh, Bridgeport. Um, Windrock was the very first time Gold Rush had been out. I had zero seat time. I mean, I'm talking none. Strapped in it, raced Windrock. Um, you know, we really have not even got to finish the buggy. Um, I couldn't stand it being bare metal. So I actually took it apart here at home uh, and and sprayed it gold. It's not powder-coated yet. Oh, wow. Um, it's, it sprayed gold because I couldn't handle not being able to get the rust clean whenever we got muddy. Yeah. So the buggy is basically we are going to do what we got to do to get as much tuning done the rest of this season. I'm going to spend as much time in that seat as I can. 
and uh, we're going to try to finish out this second half strong. Um, you know, I I, uh, I I think I think we're going to do well this second half, but I want to focus on that. Um, racing is all I want to focus on with the buggy racing and and, uh, and and getting things right. As soon as race season's over, the buggy's going to get tore down, and uh, everything will be freshened up. We'll be have powder coat. We've got some uh, some parts of the chassis that uh, that have to be replaced from our flip there at uh, at Bikini Bottoms. And um, once once that's all done, and and uh, you know we'll get it put back together. And we definitely next year I hope to uh, hope to travel around with a little more for for you know non racing events. Yeah. Show it off a little bit. Talk to fans and and uh, you know um, hopefully by then we'll. Uh, We'll have uh, a list of sponsors that we can be traveling around, uh, you know, supporting them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, for, I'm, I'm blown away that your buggy isn't powder-coated. It looks great. I'll let you know that. It looks awesome. Um, <laughs> I, th- I had one more thing to say. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm replaying what you said in your head because I was trying to listen. Um, oh, uh, where, where are you standing right now on the points? Sure, we've been floating right around that tenth, tenth to fourteenth in the Southern Rock Racing mm-hmm. series. We, we, uh, I, I want to say I'm in eleventh or twelfth right now. I think. Okay. Um, I'm not hundred percent sure. I tried not to get wrapped up in the points. I'm, right. You know, I knew, I knew that the first part of the season was going to be big learning curves. I just wanted to do the best I could, and you know, we just had, we had a few hiccups that's really, you know, knocked us down there where we're at, but. Um, yeah, that's not where we're going to finish up, man. We're we're going to we're going to do well this second half of the season. But I'm not uh, I'm not going to pay any attention to those points, really. I'm I'm uh, I'm going to take one race at a time, and and uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep chipping away. And at some point here, we're gonna we're gonna get on that top step. Yeah, I believe it, man. I believe it. You got. You sounds like you got the heart of a lion out here, and you're ready to uh, ready to prove it. So, um, but. That's pretty much all I had for you. Um, is there anybody that you, or well, let me ask you this: Is there anything else you want to mention while you're on here? Yeah, you know, I just my big thing is just thanking thanking everybody who's helped me out so yeah. much. You know, the, the 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 build obviously was was a big undertaking, but um, it's really been the last couple months that's been the real struggle for me. You know, it's it's uh, you know the bank account has gotten low, the build is behind us now, and it's just the little things. You know, the traveling to and from the races and and the the major breakdowns and the, the things that you know the, the things that have went wrong and the support that I've had from from Jake Berkey and the guys at Busted Knuckle Off Road have been it's been you know I I know I've mentioned him multiple times in this in this interview, but he's he really without him I. I I wouldn't be going to this next race, and I maybe wouldn't race the rest of this season. I just—it's been a lot of troubles and a lot of things that that I know are probably common in new builds. But um, if it wouldn't have been for support from guys like him and my wife and and my family, I, I uh, man, I'd probably already said, "All right, I gotta I gotta pull the reins back here a little bit." I'm it's it's stressing me out, and this is you know you know as serious as I am about it, I. I don't want to be a part of anything that, that is a huge stressor. I mean, this is something that I'm I want to enjoy, and and uh, having having a support system, having a big support system, is really the only way to enjoy it. Um, yeah. You know, if you're trying to, if you're trying to do all this on your own, um, man, I, I I personally I don't think I could do it without all the help. 
So yeah, it's it's. I want to definitely, definitely, man. Anybody needs anything? Jake Berkey's the guy. He's uh, he's. Um, I've said it a hundred times. It's you know I gave gave Busted Knuckle a bunch of money to build me a badass rock bouncer. They did that and could have thrown me the keys, so to speak, and said, "Here you go, it's all yours." But that's not been the case. I mean, definitely, definitely awesome support. My wife Jenna, awesome support. Um, she's. Uh, you know, I don't know. It takes a special human being to stand behind somebody and spend this kind of money and, and uh, put this kind of blood, sweat, and tears into something and, and, and you know, see you fail and fail and fail and just stay behind you and support you. So she's been awesome. Um, Adam Coots, he's a really good friend of mine. He uh, he just got into the uh, side-by-side world. He bought one of Timmy Cameron. He bought Timmy's uh, 2018 race buggy yeah. and uh, has just has just started racing. Adam has been a huge, huge help to me. He's, he's, uh, we've used his shop a lot. He's got a lift in his shop and, uh, we've worked on the buggy there at Bunch. He, uh, he actually today stopped and, and picked up a couple barrels of fuel for us. So, um, just, uh, yeah, man, I, I've got a lot of help. Trailworthy wheels. They jumped on board with us. They're kind of our first, uh, I don't know, trailworthy fat. They're our first manufacturer, so to speak, that, yeah. uh, that has jumped on board and really decided to help us out they just hooked us up with a new set of wheels and uh anybody who's followed gold rush, gold rush has seen that um we have went through some wheels now i've actually broken six wheels uh since the beginning of the season and um you know for whatever reason wheels that guys are running all the time and having very little trouble with and we're just blowing them apart so um Trailworthy just sent me a brand new set uh this last week and i'm getting them all put together i'll have a video out um, we changed some offset stuff. They're a little narrower wheel. We're trying some new things, and uh, kind of excited about that. Excited to, to uh, have their name on the side of the buggy and, and uh, uh, try some new wheels. See how see how this thing's gonna work out. Yeah, absolutely. Now those are some like really really. That's uh, what I'm looking for. Reinforced double bead locks, correct? Yes, sir. So they're they're a bolt together. They're a two piece wheel. Um, they use a piece of PVC on the inside. Uh, for the beadlock, so basically, yeah, the, the the wheel will go together, bolt together in the middle, and it sandwiches the bead of the tire um, between the the PVC and the lip on the on the rim. And they basically they reinforce the outer bead, they reinforce the inner bead, and then they gusset the inside of the wheel. And the first set that I had, um, the wheel was a little wider, uh, and due to the offset, there was a lot of a of, of, lot of wheel on the inside the inner part of the wheel was was uh, fairly deep and i'm just tearing them up uh we're bending them i'm, I'm twisting them I'm, i mean i've done all kinds of stuff so the new set they sent me uh totally different offset a lot narrower the inner part of the wheel matches the outer part of the wheel a little closer and uh they're fully gusseted i think they're gonna be i think they're gonna be pretty hard to tear up but we're gonna uh we're going to give it a try at AOP next Saturday. Yeah, I believe it. Now, uh, is there anybody else you want to give a shout-out to? Man, I think that's it. I, uh, okay. You know, there, I, I mean, there's so many people. You right, know, I mean, right. I mean, all the, all, the, all the race promoters and everybody. I mean, you know, for me to sit here and name everybody, and there's so many people that have, you know, had the races. I mean, I've had fans and, and drivers that I don't even know come up and help me wrench on things. And I feel bad because I don't know everybody, and I don't, you know, don't remember everybody's name. But, mm-hmm. uh you know, anyone really, honestly, anyone that supports Gold Rush and, and supports myself, uh, any fans, and and to be honest, all my haters. I mean, I, I appreciate everybody. You know, the guys that 
the guys that don't like the buggy, the guys that don't like me, they just kind of put a smile on my face and make me work harder. And, uh, you know, um, if you hate on me, I'm going to be the guy that you hate to beat the guy that you love. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you that's, know, that's, that's what I like of, right there. That's kind of who I like to be. That is awesome. Uh, that's that's fantastic, man. I really appreciate that. Yeah, like I like that mentality, and I like that. Um, well, uh, where can people follow you on Facebook and Instagram, social media? What you got? Yeah, so it's Gold Rush Buggy on Facebook and Instagram, and uh, then I also have my personal page, uh, Shane Christensen, on both Facebook and Instagram. And uh, man, for all the hunters out there, anybody that's into whitetail hunting and uh, and turkey hunting, check out my Midwest Custom Hunts pages and my website, uh, MidwestCustomHunts.com. And uh, that'll also, you know, uh, you, there's a video on my on my uh, website on the homepage of my website. You learn a little bit more about me there as well. All right. Well, cool. Um, that pretty much wraps us up here. Uh, if you'll stay on the line for just a minute after we close it out. Um, We'll talk for a few minutes, but without a doubt, man, Shane, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show, and uh, thanks for stopping in, and I can't wait to get a, get another interview with you after the season's over. Absolutely. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. All right. Have a good one, boss. Thanks, sir. Thanks for listening to the show. I do want to remind you guys on Facebook, we are having a rock light giveaway from Infinite Off-Road. Um, Infinite Off-Road has offered up free rock lights. All you got to do is like and share both pages and comment on the post um, what vehicle you want to put those rock lights on. Get it taken care of quick. Um, and then go visit my guys at All Things UTV. Um, go check out the Razorade Tender Spring sets that they have. Um, everything else on their website, axles, tires, and wheel combos. Um, they just now started carrying the brand new set of Vision wheels that are awesome. Really, really cool. Um, give those guys a follow, and most importantly, check us out on Instagram and Facebook. And we appreciate you for listening, and make sure you are subscribed. And that's it. Have a good rest of your day.